0: So much time healing. He could have spent a lot of time distributing money to the poor. He could have built, a, you know, an almshouse and given money to the poor. He could have, he could have got into government and tried to, you know, change the government. But he spent a lot of time healing. And I, the only thing I can feel that I've got is that just there was a need. People were sick, and it was just a simple way for him to to fulfill that need. He had a heart for the sick. And when people are sick, that That can often be the focus of your attention. You know, it takes takes you away. So he, there was the need. He met it. He healed people. Look what it says here: there are 70 accounts of the healing ministry of Christ in the Gospels. 70 different accounts, and it says that it distinctly says that that doesn't include all the healings that he did. There are five. That's about 500 verses. That's equal to about 14 average chapters of the Bible. 14 chapters on you know on an average that's about 14 chapters in the Bible on healing that's a lot in fact this particular source who you know they've done their their stats they say that that's more than on any other subject or event in the Bible there are 16 accounts of Jesus healing huge crowds thousands of miracles of healing and deliverance took place during his three years of ministry. Catherine Marshall, whom I love, says this, Jesus fought sickness all the way. Nowhere in the gospel could I discover any hint of retreat or compromise with his position against disease. Jesus never refused to heal anyone who came to him for help. He, he removed, reproved every question of his unwillingness to heal. Never once did he say, as we often do, if it's God's will to heal. For him, there were no ifs. About his father's will for wholeness of body as well as spirit and mind. So we see just this this involvement that Jesus had with healing. This it was such a big thing for him. And I think we need to be involved too. We need to grab a hold of this because it's annoying when you're sick, and sometimes it's very dangerous, life threatening when you're sick. You know, it's just it's a part of every one of our lives because. Ever since the fall, there was no sickness before the fall. But once sin entered, and once sin started to destroy things, that in- infected and affected our physical bodies. It, in- it affected the whole of creation. I'm sure that there were no thorns and nasty stinging creatures before the fall. Before the fall, they were just friendly creatures, you know. But it affected the whole of creation, groans, and our body groans with this, you know, this, the way that we can be infected and affected by sin and various things that make us sick and we'll look at some of that next week. But it's not its not right. And we know it's not right because we fight sickness. Even if we're not saved, we all fight sickness. If you think it's not God's will for us to be healed, well great. Don't go to the doctor. Don't go. If you say, well I just believe God really wants me to be sick. Okay. well, You be at home and you be sick. But don't you go taking any Panadols because you're fighting against the will of God then. Don't go to the doctor because God given those doctors those skills, and God's given the doctors most, so many medicines, you wouldn't believe the way they discovered them. It was just God went, oh, well, let's just give them this penicillin, and then, there you go, have a look what happened there with that, what was it, cow or something. You know, and it was like, whoa. You know? So, if you really think it's God's will to be sick, you've got to be consistent, and really stay there. But we don't, do we? We don't think that. We fight it. We hate it. And we hate it even more with our children. Is there anything worse than a mother seeing a child sick? It's like, it's just awful, it's frightening, you hate it, you just fight it with everything in you. You'd rather have it yourself. You do anything you can do to get your child sick. And is God any different? Yeah, yeah, right, okay. You get your child healed. Healed, healed, healed. And yet, is God any different? Do you know that you're just a little child to God? You might think you're a big, old, ugly 50-year-old, but you're not really. You're not. You're beautiful. You're just a child. You're just a beautiful child to God, every one of you. You're a beautiful child, and when he sees you sick, he just hates it. Because he's a father. The Bible says, you're fathers. You know how you feel towards your children. And isn't your heavenly father the same? Doesn't he love you that much? So let's just remember how much he loves us. He wants to look after us and get us healed. And you think, oh, I don't deserve it, God. I've been naughty. It's like... Well, you know, Jesus dealt with people who sinned. He got them healed. He was still gracious. He got them healed and said, don't sin anymore. Okay? But he still got them healed. Imagine if you went to the doctor and you had to, you had to go through a character test every time you went in. The doctor sat you down and says, all right, so what have you been last to, your wife? You've been a good wife? been cooking lately? Doing the washing up, doing your share? And he went, no, not really. Sir. Sorry, no antibiotics for you. Off you go. That's not good enough. Don't, no doctor does that. Because they don't give you healing on the basis of character. They don't give you healing on the basis of love and compassion. And God is the same. So who's going to believe? Are you going to believe? Are you going to believe this? Faith is so easy. Faith, like a mustard seed, will move a mountain, the Bible says. And this is a great scripture because it says, Faith comes. I love that. Faith comes. Faith comes. Are you going to believe what the word says? Faith comes when you believe, and it's not hard to believe. Belief is a decision. I always like to say this. My dad, it's kind of sad now, I've got to say was, but up until very recently I used to say yes. My dad was a dentist. Now, those of you who haven't actually had your teeth done by him, his grandchildren and things, who believes it? Those of you who've never seen him, who believes that he's a dentist? Put your hand up if you believe me. Look at that. Look at your faith. You have no reason to believe me. You've never seen him. You don't know for sure. I know I've got nice feet. All free. I haven't yet paid. Oh, I'm in terror of going to a dentist and paying. I'm putting it off. He's only just retired like a few months ago. We're all like, oh, 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 what happens out there? And people have told me it's like $500 a piece, $300. It. I'm like, no, no. But anyway. Come on, Luke, come on, keep working. So (laughs) we're trying to to get the next generation with the possibility of free dental care, but anyway. So, um, but look, you all believe me, it's so simple. It's just a decision, isn't it? You've got no, but the only basis you have to believe me is that, you know, Ruth's a pretty nice person. She probably wouldn't lie about that. That's it, it's that simple. But that is faith. It's a decision to believe me on the basis of who you think I am. That's faith. You believe, you've got no other evidence but my work. So people get very complicated about faith. Faith is just thing or belief. It's a decision. And it's just an open heart. It's having a soft heart and going, I'm going to believe that. And so that's what that's what the Romans says here. The writer in Romans says, see, faith comes. Faith comes. Faith comes. If you have a soft heart and you're ready, faith comes. And your faith is amazing. Faith comes, and it says, faith comes by hearing. Hearing. Do you hear and faith can rise up in your hearts? The Bible says be careful what you listen to. Be careful because sometimes this other thing, it's kind of of anti-faith can come. If you listen to other stuff, you can get faith about that too. So I just don't listen to some stuff. I've done my study. I know what's what. Some things I think I don't need to listen to that. That's just going to do me. That's going to go inside and do me damage. I want to listen to faith. You know, there's a lot of people who don't believe in healing and there's a lot of people who do. And when I listen to both and listen to the people who do believe in healing and listen to all of the incredible reports of healings, because I've been looking them up in the last couple of weeks, I'm just like, yes, come on. I feel great. I feel excited. I think, wow, let's get healed. I don't want to believe this other thing. It's so boring and you don't get healed. Why would you believe that? I don't, I don't believe that. I believe what's good, but also I believe the truth. I believe the truth. So faith comes, listen and listen and get your faith. Faith comes by hearing, comes by hearing. we have got to have that, that hearing ear. And hearing comes by the word of God. It says hearing comes by the word of God. So as we love his word and get into his word and get to just totally read and love the scripture, it starts to, it starts to do a transaction inside of us. The Word of God is very, very powerful. The Bible says it's alive and it's powerful. It's like a seed. You plant the Word in your heart and it grows. And as you plant the Word of God in your heart about this particular subject, what does the Bible say about healing? So very much. And you plant that in your heart and it starts to grow and grow. And then you, then you start to believe because faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the Word of God it starts to grow in your heart and you think, I believe it. But sometimes you've got to just put that seed in. Sometimes it's not straight away, but you, you just start, you go, I believe, I believe. And then sometimes you're praying and God speaks specifically to you of scripture. It just it just pops in your head. So where did that come from? It came from the word that you'd already planted in there because you've already read, you've already loved it, and it, and you believe it. And, it. and it grows. And then it's like faith comes by hearing, and that hearing comes by the word of God, and you know. And it's like, yes, I know, I, I know that God wants me healed. I've got it. And it's always a fight. You know, it doesn't... I've been on this faith journey since I was about 18. I, I didn't grow up with this kind of stuff. You know, I grew up believing that God could heal, but I never knew if he would or not. <laughs> it was like a bit of a random thing. And, you know, and then I started to read some different kind of guys, you know. I, I remember hitting up a book on Kenneth Hagin and just going... Wow, that's different. I've never read anything like this before. And I just thought, I wonder if it's true. And all the scriptures were there. I thought, well, it does say that. It does say, I am the Lord who heals you. It does say he forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. And I just, I was fascinated to find out if it was true. And I I read and read and read and read and and explored. And then I just started to, I just tried. I go, okay, I'm just going to pray for healing. What do I do? And I just used to do it. And I started to get healed. I went, wow, this, this works. And I was so excited to see it work. And then I met all these other people. Oh, no, you can't be that. No, And I'm like, well, I am doing it. It works. Let's just keep going. Let's just keep, let's just keep growing in faith and see what happens. And it's exciting. and It's an exciting journey. And have we got a long way to go? Yes, we do. But we are just begun. Come on. So I just, I just, uh. sometimes you've got to preach. You've got to use words. And I just want to go, uh. I just want to give you a big hug or something. I don't know. Proverbs 4.20 says this, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Health to all your flesh. The word of God is health. The Word of God created the world, and the Word of God brings health to your flesh. When it's in there, it says that. It says it's health to all their flesh. Psalm 103 says, He forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. Can you imagine any sin that God can't forgive? Can you imagine going to ask for forgiveness, but then getting to a few, these are too hard for you, I know God, so you're not going to forgive me. Oh well. That's just a terrible thought. It, it, there's no sin that's too hard for him. He just forgives. The same with sickness and disease. He says he forgives all my sin and you believe that, don't you? But if I say he heals all my diseases, you go, well, yeah, but... Uh... So like, come on, that's that's not faith. He heals all my diseases. We've got to keep pressing in. If you haven't experienced that yet, that's okay. Neither have I. I'm still fighting. I, I'm not i not sinless. I'm without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus took my sin on the cross and that I don't have to sin anymore. I don't have to be a horrible person. I believe that, but I'm not perfect yet. You know, Jenny says I'm pretty good. I'm getting better, but you know, (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) I've got a way to go, but that doesn't mean I turn around and say, oh, well, you know, obviously the whole sin thing didn't really work on the cross, did it, Jesus? Because look at me, you know. I I I think I've got work to do and I'm not down about that give it my best shot. It's exactly the same with healing. I believe in healing. I believe God is quite, just heals my diseases like that so easy for Him. He created my whole brain so how hard is it for me to go ding in the brain or ding in the leg or whatever? It's just so easy for God. And yet you know, I don't always experience it. i like, well, I don't know. But I don't wipe it off and go oh well, that scripture, Psalm 103 forgives all my diseases. Maybe you meant another word. I look up all these words in Hebrew and Greek. I always look up the word all. I love the word "all." It's, the, it's I love it <laughs> whenever I, it's in, especially in the Greek. You know, he says, "All things are possible to him who believes." I always go, "Is that is that all?" And I know the words: P A S plus, plus plus. I don't know how you pronounce it. I always go, "Is it? Is it?" Yes, it is. It's all. It's my favorite word. All, all. He forgives. He heals all my diseases. So, is that true or not? It's as simple as that. Do you believe it or not? Choose. Do you believe it? He heals. all all my diseases. The word of God is health to all my flesh. That's every cell is healthy. So now the question is, who believes this report? Who of you goes, well, I don't believe it. Yeah, I, I believe it. I do. But I I have a little middle, a little hockey middle, I'll admit. It. And I'm working on it. And So you go, oh, well, so do I then go, oh, so no, all the diseases except my little niggle here or my little thing here or my big thing there. No, he heals all my diseases. Why hasn't it happened yet? Well, that's the mystery, isn't it? Let's press in. Next week we're going to explore some of these obstacles. But right now I just want to get you to a place where you believe it no matter what your experience is. That's the thing. No matter that I sin, I still believe that he has dealt with my sin for all eternity. That I have the possibility to be better and better and more perfect. What I've discovered in my own Christian walk is that in, if I could have seen who I am now when I was 20, I would think that this was just about perfect. I would have think, you've, you've nearly made it, Ruth. If I, could, if I was 20, looked at myself at 50, I thought, you're you're pretty good. The problem is, it's like climbing a mountain. You know when you climb a mountain, you think you're at the top, and then you go, Whoa! <laughs> Where I am now, I just see that there's a lot further to go. So I didn't realise that how big the mountain is. But I, you know, I'm, it's exciting, and I believe it. And it's the same with healing; it's exciting. I believe it. I haven't experienced it all yet, but I'm pressing on, and I'm pressing on, and God's with me. I'm not. I'm not putting it back on God and saying, "Well, God, I don't understand. Maybe you just don't want it." I'm not saying that because I refuse to tell anything to God that He has said to me. If he says, he heals all my diseases, and I say to him, well, not this time, God, because I think you're trying to teach me something. He's like, wait a minute, did you you not read what I said to you? Did you not read my letter to you? I said I would heal all your diseases. Well, I know, God, but I'm just feeling like, no. What is that? You can't do that to God. He decides if he heals all your diseases. You don't get to make that decision. You don't get to decide that I think that I need to be sick right now. That's not up to you. You are not God. And if God wants you 100% healed, you better go with it. Like I said, next week we're going to explore some of the mysteries behind this. But right now I just want you to, to accept God and have faith. And at the end of the day, sometimes our lack of faith is just not knowing. A lot of times it's like, I didn't know. Sometimes it's just, well, I'm confused. so I think I'm just going to do it my way, God. And sometimes it's just a little bit stubborn. Sometimes our lack of faith is that we're perhaps being a little bit on the stubborn side. That's why Isaiah said, who's going to believe? The prophets went over and over again to the Jews in you know in the early days and they just wouldn't believe. Like, why not? Belief is not that hard. So get into the word and faith comes. Faith comes. Just think about that word. Faith comes. Something's coming. Something's coming. It's coming to your heart right now something is coming to your heart. As I'm preaching the word of God, what's coming? Faith. Faith's coming. Going into your heart. Going into your heart. Faith is coming. Because the word of God, you're listening. Your heart's soft. Faith comes. It's so exciting. And it grows. And it grows. And you're going to have fantastic experiences with faith. I remember one time when we were living in Russia, and uh, we uh, had our two little children and Hudson got very sick. And it was a difficult situation to have a sick child in because there was no modern medicine. The Russians, of course, were very clever, but at that time, the medicine was about 30 years behind where we were at. And so, you know, they didn't have access to the medicines and things at that time. They do now. It's all changed. But then they didn't. And so... um, he was very sick and I didn't know what to do and he was just getting sicker and sicker and he was coughing and he had very high temperatures. And this went on for a month. Now, if you are, when, when in Australia, I'll give the kids three or four days before I, with a temperature because they, you know, they can usually burn out a temperature in three or four days and that's fine. As long as they're drinking water, they're fine. I don't go to the doctor. But, you know, after about four days, I think, well, you know, let's, let's go to a doctor. Let's see what's going on. You know, but yeah, this has been going on for a month. So I I don't like that temperature for a month. (laughs) He was starting to lose weight, and I just didn't know what to do. And uh, we had... um, So I finally thought, well, I'll just just see what the doctor says. Let's have a doctor. So we rang the doctor. Um, I was kind of more curious than anything. But the doctor came along, and all they had was the people's medicine. Because it was still sort of just coming out of the communist phase. And I said, what is in the people's medicine? He said, it's some kind of a dry grass. I was like, okay... And then they said, oh, you could do an alcohol rub, which apparently, I don't know, maybe some of you have heard, you know, you rub alcohol on them, and apparently that cools you down because when it evaporates. I was like, wow, okay. (laughs) I'm like, all right, let's go to Finland, shall we? Because we used to go to banking in Finland, so I'm like, let's go there and see what they've got to offer. So I I just thought, okay, that was interesting, but no, (laughs) we've got to do better than that. And so I remember we had a trip to Finland planned. We couldn't go just whenever we wanted to. We had a trip planned to Finland. And I got to this place where I was just like, I remember two days before, I was desperate. I was so frightened. I was just felt alone. I, was, I, I just was desperate to get my children out of Russia. I used to get this little, I hate this country, I used to get that on me every now and again. Sorry to all the Russians here. <laughs> but I got it on me every now and again. I like, go, I hate this country. Get out of here and get to that mud and to the West Stupid country, and it and, you know, I was all cranky and complaining and wanted to get out to Finland. Finland was like heaven for me. And so, two days, two days, two days, come on Hudson, two more days. He's just a little sick, you know, for a month. And then Eleanor started to get it as well. And I'm just like, oh. So, two days, two days, two days. And we're going on the Monday. And on the Sunday,
1: we go to church. Yeah, i
0: I've just given up on keep praying. I've been praying for a month. I was like, just get me to the doctor. You know, like, <laughs> you ever get that? Like, I don't care about healing, just. Just put drugs in them. <laughs> so as many as you can. I don't care what, you know. So um, came out of church on the Sunday morning and uh, went outside. I remember it was real, a lot of snow, you know, real snow, you know, to get car parks, they can have good street cleaning places. And came to our car and the car park attendant said, ah, Oh, Frank, please, I'm sorry, we have a problem. I'm like, what, what's the matter? You see your car, a of number of plates have been stolen. I'm like, what? Someone's stolen our number plates. Now, when we were in Russia at that time, everyone's number plates was given to you by the government and it specified who you were. So our number plate said, this is a foreigner living in Russia. This foreigner is allowed to go to these places, including Finland. So everyone's number plates said a lot about what you could do, who you were and where you were allowed to go. So that way they could keep an eye on you. You If you drove outside your boundary, they could say, now you've just gone outside your boundary, you're not allowed to, your number plate says so. So our number plate was quite a valuable number plate, and they stole it, of course. I'm like, oh, what does that mean? We can still go. No, it's impossible. We've got to go to Finland on Monday. We've got to go tomorrow to Finland. We're going. So you can't go. It's impossible. You'll never get out. No number plate is impossible. I'm like, and I, and that's just And I said, how long before we can get a new number plate? Can we go there today? Can we do something? You know, maybe a month, two months, three months. Who knows? But, you know, if you give them some vodka, maybe quicker. I'm like, Argh. I was just like, oh, I hate this country. We used to have a lot of debates about, you know, how to deal with government officials. And I was just like, oh, oh, oh. I just, I can still feel the frustration of that moment. Just, I'm stuck here. I'm not going to bribe them with vodka. And anyway, it would only take it down from three months to two months. And we can't get out. We can't, we can't get out. No Finland, And I was very upset. And I remember going home and just Crying out to God, and this is the thing. This is where faith comes, because you don't want to. You just don't want to go to the Bible. You don't want to read the Bible. You want drugs. Don't want to read the Bible. So I just remember going and going. Oh God, you've penned me in, God. I'm here, and I'm, and I'm like, okay. And I just remember, what does the Bible say? Forgive me. You know, pray. Yeah, I got all my healing scriptures out. Had a big list of them. He heals all my diseases. What does the Bible say? I am the Lord who heals you. I am Jehovah Rapha. And I just
1: went that over and over until
0: faith comes. And it came. And I remember it was 3 o'clock at night. And I went, I've got it. They're okay. It's great. And I just remember going, I've got it. I had to fight. I had yes. to fight and fight and fight. And I got it. And I, got, I just knew they were all right. And I prayed for them. Nothing much changed right there, but I knew they were healed. I got it. You've got to fight sometimes. And the problem in the West I learned, you see, I always had this thing that there was healing and faith, and that's nice. It's kind of spiritual, but it's nice. But if it doesn't work, we'll go to the doctor. But God put me in this position where I couldn't get to the doctor. So I had to go to him. And he showed me, he said, you know, Ruth, the doctors don't back up God. God backs up the doctors. God is the great healing God. He's the one. It's him who gives us the strength. He's him who's the healing. And all of you now know in, you know, in the West, so often we tr- give it a try and then we go to the doctors to back them up. And like I've said, I've got nothing. You know, If you can go to a doctor, go to the doctor. I've got no, no problems with that. It's great. It's easy. But still grow in faith. Because every now and again, especially you might notice this as you get a bit older, you've got things and the doctors say, uh-uh, I've got nothing for you. And then where do you go? then you know that God is much bigger than the doctors and much more capable. I had this hockey thing and I rang up, I got a physio ring up, and he just said to me, Ruth, you're just getting old. Your body's just wearing out. That's what he said to me. He said, "There's there's no healing for this. And I just thought, no way. I put the phone down and I said, I will never speak to you again about my body. No one is telling me that this body is wearing out. I know for a fact the Bible says that there were bodies in the Bible that lasted for 600 years. This body is more than capable of surviving for 50 years with one game of hockey a week. Come on. It's not like I'm some Olympic, you know, athlete. That's ridiculous. I just, I will not have that. If God gives me 80, 90 years to live on this earth, then 80, 90 years this body is going to survive and thrive. So I, I know that you can get old and say, but that's what happens when you get old. I'm like, no. I just refused it. I said, I just put down, no, no, I am not having that. And I believe God. And that particular issue was healed. I just played through it. And I was so like, "Mm, don't tell me it won't be healed because I'm old. Ridiculous. Goodness me. You've got to get angry. Come on. You've got to get angry. If someone tells you you're going to be sick for the rest of your life or you can't play hockey or whatever, or whatever you want to do, get angry. Free advice. But you know, I'm like, no. You've got to fight the fight of faith. You've got to rise up. And the way you fight is you get into the Word of God. The Word of God is a sword. It fights. So when anything comes against you to rob you of healing and rob you of what the Word says, you say, no, I'm not putting up with that. I'm fighting. And you get that Word of God and you fight. And you better do it. Don't you be lazy. Don't do it, because I see this all the time. People just don't bother to fight. But if you want to go to some crazy country as a missionary with two little children, you better be ready to fight, because you might not have modern medicine. Or if you want to grow old, you better be ready to fight, because you're not going to like what the doctors start to say to you once you get over 50. You've got to be ready to fight. I see people don't fight all the time. They just don't fight. fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, fine. And then suddenly they get this great big serious thing that they can't fight anymore, They've got no muscles, they never know how to do it. I always say to people, don't start with cancer, you know. (laughs) Just kind of practice. Because that's what I did when I was 18. I was practicing on things that didn't really matter, you know. But then I saw it work, I'm like, well, this stuff works. Because it's the Word of God. This isn't some Pentecostal thing. This isn't some Ruth thing or some the Word of Faith, people. I'm like, what is that? Word of Faith. People criticize Word of Faith. I'm like, Word of Faith? Sounds all right to me. I'll have it. I'd rather that than the word of doubt. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Faith comes by healing. That's just one. I have, uh, we have, the church has these huge folders full of healings. Our, our family has healing after healing after healing. You, just, just so many healings of all sorts of good, bad, and indifferent things. Praise the Lord. So I'm just going to touch on one more point before we finish because we've just come to the end of our time. I'm just going to choose which point that is because that was actually my first point. I don't do that very often. But I know I've got three weeks. So let's just have a look at what Isaiah said because he said, who's believed our message? Isaiah chapter 53. I want to finish on this. And I want you to think about whether you believe this. Isaiah 53 in verse 1. Who believes our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Verse 4. Surely... He took up our griefs and carried our sorrows, but we esteemed him stricken and smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. He took up our griefs and sorrows everywhere else in the Old Testament. That's translated as sickness and diseases, but it's all the same. Grief, sorrow, sickness, disease. Sickness makes him miserable. Matthew also refer to this passage in Matthew 8 and 17. And he said this. Jesus came and healed. He healed all. He healed all. It says Jesus came and healed all who were sick. He healed them all. He healed them all. See how great that word is? Isn't that an incredible word? He healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, say, he himself, and this is Matthew quoting Isaiah, took our infirmities and carried our sicknesses. He carried them. So I just want to finish on this very important point. When Jesus was on the cross, he took our sin, but the Bible says there he also took our sicknesses. Because Jesus took all of the problems of the world on the cross. The cross is sufficient for all. And sin was the ultimate cause. It was that moment when Eve went, all right. And then Adam said, yes. That, that was the moment, a decision from a man and a woman that completely corrupted and destroyed so much that we know today. It was that moment that sin entered, that sickness entered, that disease entered, that corruption entered, that everything entered the world that is miserable and awful by our decision, our, our forefathers' decision. And when Jesus was on the cross, he reversed that. His redemption was complete. He bore our sicknesses. It's, it's interesting, that scripture in Isaiah. It says he carried our griefs, our sorrows, our sicknesses, our infirmities. He was bruised for our sin. He, took, he carried our peace. It was all on the cross that it all happened. He carried it away. We don't have to carry it. In Leviticus, they used to get a goat. And the, the, the Israelites, the, the, the chief priest, they would bring a goat in and they would actually lay hands on him, his goat. And he would bear, Nasa, the Hebrew word is. It says he would carry the, the iniquities and the sin and they send them off into the wilderness. He'd carry it away. they just carry it away. What Jesus bore, we don't have to carry. What he did on the cross is sufficient for our healing. There's so much healing. The power of God is sufficient for our healing. The Word of God is sufficient for our healing. But the exciting thing is what He did on the cross. It's so enormous. It's in complete shift of everything that's happened in the world. And it's definitely sufficient for our healing. The word sozo, which is the word for healing, for salvation, is the exact same word they use for healed. Did you know that the New Testament uses the same word? It's interchangeable. So they'll say, go, your sins are forgiven, you're saved, you're sozo. And then he'll say, he'll lay hands on him and he was sozo. They use the same word. They have a couple of different words in other times, but many times they use the word sozo for physical healing, and then they use it for spiritual salvation. And why is that? Because they knew that they're interchangeable. It's the same thing. You're saved. You're safe from sickness. You're safe from death. You're safe from the corruption of sin. You're safe from the punishment of sin. You're saved. That's what it means. Isn't that exciting? Jesus was cursed for us, and he took away the curse of sickness. Jesus had victory over sin, victory over death, victory over sickness, and victory over grief all on the cross. It all happened. So, as we come to a close, who believes? Who's going to believe? This is what I want you to do right now. We're going to be like the father who had a son who had—he was deaf from birth. He couldn't speak and he had epilepsy and he would have violent fits that would throw him into the fire. We're going to be like this man. And Jesus went up and he said, I, I, I want to be healed. And he said, he said, Jesus said, he said, if you can, you can heal him. And Jesus said, all things, there's that word again, all all is possible. The word things actually doesn't exist. That's an English construction. It doesn't exist in the Greek. All, all, all is possible to him who believes. All. What we're going to do now is I'm not going to get you up to the front now because we've been talking about your own faith. But I want you to think about anything in your life that's got hundred percent healed right now. If, and I want you to put your hand there. So if you've got a, a sore patch or a Put your hand in. We're going to pray for healing right now with your faith. Because it's all possible to him who believes. Jesus said many times, your faith has made you well. Your faith. We've been talking about your faith. In the next couple of weeks, we'll talk about everyone else's faith and all sorts of supernatural healings, and that's fun. But the basis of it has got to be your faith and knowing that God loves you and he's your father and he wants you to be healed. And then the man said these beautiful things beautiful thing. He said, oh God, I believe. Help my unbelief. He was so honest. He said, Lord, I I do believe. Help my unbelief. And maybe that's you today. Maybe you're like him. You're like, I believe. Help my unbelief. And you know what? God is so gracious. Jesus healed even that guy. He did believe. He kind of half believed and then there was the unbelief side. Isn't God sweet? He understands that. He knows that we're all a bit like that sometimes. I believe, Uh, can you help me? Because There's a bit of unbelief there. There's a bit of not belief. I want you to put your hand on that sick part and I want you, if you need to say that prayer, to say that to the Lord. I believe, help my unbelief. Just say that to the Lord right now. And that's okay. Because you know what? God can work with that little bit of faith. That mustard seed of faith. And I want you to receive right now I want you to be healed. The Bible says your faith has healed you. And I just want you to receive the word of God. He forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. Receive that now. And that part of your body that is sick, I just want you to see it healed. I want you to see the cells going... They're all moving into place. The muscles and the tendons are moving into place. The cells that are unhealthy are changing... You know, if it's a, a blood pressure issue, your blood, your heart's pumping at that little bit stronger. The chemicals are adjusting. The cells are rushing to that spot where the chemicals need to adjust. And you've got an imbalance of chemicals. You know what? Balance is easy for God. So he's balancing those chemicals in your brain, balancing those hormones, just balancing them all up, giving you the right amount. I want you to see your body right now. See. See what it says in Proverbs. He says it's health to all their flesh. I'm going to read it to you again. Listen. Give attention to my words. Listen. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. They are life to those who find them. And my word is health to all your flesh. Any part of you, guys, let's just right now, we're receiving healing right now, and you're seeing that healing you're receiving it from Jehovah Rapha, God says his name is Jehovah Rapha, I am the Lord who heals you, I am your doctor, I heal you, it's what I do Father I just thank you for that healing power right now thank you for faith in our hearts we receive, we have faith we believe thank you Lord God hallelujah God is good Amen (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.